Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Daf Pe Gimel in Eruvin. We will begin from the Mishnah on Daf Pe Bet Amur Bet. A recommendation before we start the Shiur is that you have a pen and paper handy. It may be helpful to keep track of a lot of the Cheshvonot, uh, all the calculations that will be in the Mishnah. Says the Mishnah. How much do you need it, is the shi'ur for eruv tehomin? When a person is making eruv tehomin and placing his bread or his meal 2,000 amot or something outside of the city to enable walking on Shabbat, the question is, how much must it be? So there's a two-way machloket how much it has to be. Mazon All agree that it needs to be two seudot for each person. But according to a mayor, we're talking about two weekday meals, not Shabbat meals. Rabbi Yudah holds, we're talking about the Shabbat, talking about Shabbat meals and not Chol meals. But there's a machloket between them, which one is more lenient? This is look at whether or not people eat more during the week or people eat more on Shabbat. We're going to see that soon. Some hold that because the food is delicious on Shabbat. We'll see that in the Gemara. Rabbi Yochanan ben Bruka Amar, Kikar Pundion Me'arba Sa'in Besela. Now, now we're discussing how big a Kikar would have to be, a loaf of bread would have to be if it was being used as a... So, according to Rabbi Yochum and Bruka, the two meals are going to be in one loaf of bread, which would be sold for a pundion. A pundion is a certain coin, which is a 48th of a selah. Assuming that wheat is being sold at four se'ah per selah. We'll soon see what that comes out to in actual things. So, again, it's uh, in order to make a roof, the two seudot, so each seuda is half of this loaf, which it, which the loaf is sold for a pudyon. Assuming, and the, now, well, now, of course, when you sell something for a pudyon, if the mission is writing that, the, the price can fluctuate tremendously. So the way the mission is giving you a, a way to figure how big the loaf is, because of course the, the inflation and deflation could go up and down in future centuries. So the Mishnah is telling you that it's going to be sold for a pudyon when you have four sa'af for a seller. That's according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Broka. Rabbi Shimon Omer, According to him, it's two-thirds of, excuse me, of a loaf of bread. When a loaf of bread is selling the same as the last one, Assuming the, assuming the same loaves, but it's two. Uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Assuming the same uh, price, but we're talking that it's three for a kav, which means if you would have three of these loaves, it would equal a kav. So we're, we're telling you the following: assume 
that with three loaves to a kav, you take one of them and you take two-thirds of it, that would be your size for two seudot. So each seuda is a third of one of these loaves, and two-thirds of them, of course, is two seudot, which is enough. So basically you take nine to a kav, and those with, with, with nine to a kav, uh, two-thirds, well, I guess two-ninths of, of a kav is enough. Now, if you look through Rashi, you will find that the Cheshbon comes out that the Yochanan Membruka holds it's half a kav. Because, I'll read through the Rashi quickly, if you have your pen and paper. Uh, if not, you could just listen to it. Uh, so, if you look at Rashi, that starts, Kikar halakoch min anachtom bependyon kishinimkirim arbasim basela. Says Rashi, now we think that half a kav is two sudot. Ketzad, how would it work? Vav ma'ot, four, six coins of a ma'ah is in a dinar. And a ma'ah is two pundion. Nimsa dinar, it comes out that a dinar is yud bet pundion. Nimsa sela, so that means every dinar is 12 pundion. And a sela, which is four dinar, is mem chet pundion, is 48 pundion. So, so a punyon is one forty-eighth of a sela. Visa. Now we that's talking about the money measurements. So we, now we switch to the to the volume measurements. You have a sea is six kav, and and the dalid saim is kav tatgal. So if you have four four sea, that's which we said it's four sea have to be sold for a sela is kav dalid kav. Hare memchet chazi kabim comes out that. Uh, 48 half calves is, which is chazi kav lefundyon. That means each pundyon is going to buy you half of a kav of, half of a kav of wheat. Now, that comes out that the pundyon, according to Bjorkan Broker, the entire eruv must be half a kav. That's a strict opinion because that's to be a full half a kav when compared to the second opinion, it'll be Shimon, who's saying it's uh, two-thirds of one bread. Now, assuming three breads are a kav, that means one and a half is half a kav. So he's using two-thirds of one, when one and a half would be, what, according to the other rabbi, when you break into three breads, you need, only, you need one and a half. Let's... If we put them on the same sta- scale, let's assume that we're using the three breads of Rabbi Shimon. So in the three breads of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon is requiring two-thirds of them, two-thirds of one, whereas, and the other, the other two and the third is not necessary, whereas Rabbi Yochanan Baruch is requiring one and a half of them, much more. That's what we think right now, and let's go into the Gemara. Says the Gemara, V'kama mazon shte seudot. How much is mazon of two seudot? Amar bihuda amarav. Tarti rifta achraisa. Two breads of ichrim. Now, ichrim are people who work in, in plowing the ground. Two breads of these fellows. Two breads which the people break in a, in a place called Nahar Papa. Who does he hold like? He holds like you're a mayor, he holds like a mayor that you use the weekday ones and you don't use the Shabbat ones. 
Okay, there was a machloket if remember the Mishnah between Meir and Buda, whether it's weekday or Shabbat. I hold like that. I also hold like Meir. Why? The Iker Buda, because if you hold like Buda, that you hold like Shabbat, that the Shabbat ones are smaller. Again, that some some hold that Shabbat ones would be smaller, because the reason why the Shabbat ones would be smaller, if you look at the Rashi, Meir holds that Shabbat is you eat more because uh, the food is tastier. And Rabbi Huda holds that since you're having three meals on Shabbat, you eat less in each meal. So therefore, he says, I hold like a mayor. Why? Everyone knows that people say that when food is tasty, you somehow find more room in your stomach. And therefore, since everyone knows that the food on Shabbat is tastier, I'm not sure if this is because um, that you spice it more or maybe because Shabbat has an extra flavor, but either way, since we know it's tastier, uh, we'll presume that you eat more on Shabbat, and somehow that over that trumps the other idea that uh, that you're eating three meals. Okay, back to the machloket about the numbers. Let's get back into this. Omer, Tana, we learned in the Brayta. Ukrovim divrehem liot shavim. Now this brighter is going to be the subject of the of the of the next few lines. The brighter is claiming that the two shiurim of the rabbis, Rabbi Yochan ben Bruka and Rabbi Shimon, are close to being the same. Now the Gemara is going to challenge that because they're really not close at all. Says the Gemara, "Midami, can you compare?" Rabbi Yochanan arba'a seudata lekaba. He holds that there's four seudot in a kav. Let's just figure it out. He held you need two pundion. He was saying that there's four seudot in a kav. How does that mean? Because he said you need, he said you need half of a kav. Put one kikar, which was half a kav. That means that one whole kav would be four seudot, right? And Reb Shimon holds teisha seudot the kava. He held like we said there was three breads for a kav. And you only need two thirds of one. That comes out that altogether there's nine seudot in one kav. It's a big machloket. Will a kav of wheat make you only four meals, or will a kav of meat of wheat make you nine meals? That's a big difference. Why? Why would a bright to say v'karov liot shavin? Amar of Chasta, mehem shalish Take out a third for the storekeeper. This means, this means that the two rabbis were not speaking the same language. Rabbi Yochanan and Bruka was talking about the amount that you need to buy from a storekeeper. And when he said that amount, we're assuming that the storekeeper is going to take off a percentage. And therefore, for his profits or for whatever his expenses are, and there, whereas Rabbi Shimon was talking post-storekeeper. And therefore, you have to take away from the bigger one the amount of the storekeeper would take. So we're going to figure out now what would be the profit, normal profit of a storekeeper. And then when we, when we subtract that from the opinion of Yochanan and Bruka, they'll be close to each other. So says the Gemara, take off, says, take off a third for the profit, assuming that the, the margin and the markup of the storekeeper is a third. 33.3%. Says the Gemara, 
Even if you take off a third, it comes out that one rabbi says, Rabbi Shimon holds his nine, and the other rabbi says there's six, because we were, originally we were saying that there was two four suudot. Now we're going to add a third. Okay, so make them six. So still six. Six is still less than, much less than nine. Much big, it's a much bigger amount. You're making six out of a kav as opposed to nine, you're making a much bigger meal. We're going to go like the other opinion of Chista. There's another saying of Chista that, that assuming that the prophet is half, 50% markup. And if Samaria says, comes out that one has eight seudot in the kav and the other has nine seudot in the kav. Sigmar says, That's why he said that they're close. One eighth or one ninth are pretty close to each other. That's what we meant. Sigmar says, Very nice, but we still have a question of the two statements of Chista. Why is Rav Chista quoted as having said in one case that it's the, the prophet is a third and the other one, the prophet, is a half. I guess one of them was Syrian and one wasn't. No, that's not what the Quran answers. Says the Quran, Kasha de Rav Chista, Rav Chista. No, Lord Kasha. Ha de Kayaiv Balabait Tzibi. Ha de Loyaiv Balabait Tzibi. It depends whether the Balabait was giving the storekeeper the fuel. Tzibi means wood. It, it seems like when the Balabait gives the storekeeper wood, then the, Balab- then the storekeeper charges less profit. That's when Rav Chista says that he only takes. 33%. But when the Baalbai, when the when the Khenveni, when the storekeeper is supplying his own fuel to bake the bread, because again, this is to, one was talking about raw wheat. Rabbi Yochanan Broker was talking about raw was talking about raw wheat that was given to the Khenveni, and therefore the Khenveni has the right to make profit off it. And the other one was talking about you bought it already ready made. And therefore, that's the machok between them. And the two statements are talking about two different circumstances, and that's why it works out fine. Okay. Now, we said in the Mishnah, we said, we said these type of, the, the same machlok between Yochanan and Yochanan and Shimon about the size of the loaf, that very loaf, besides to being used for Eruvin, the same loaf and the machlok between them about the loaf is the same about a bet that if you're in the house of a guy with sadat, half of it is the right shiur for someone who's there. Because if you waited long enough to eat it, then you'll be betameh, the clothes of a guy who walks in there. And a quarter of it will make a person pasul when he stays there long enough. Says the Gemara. Tana, we learnt. Vechatsi chetsi chetsiya. We learned in the Brighter, and an eighth, chatsi, 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 a half of a half of a half, which is an eighth. That's the size that your ochel could become tameh, your food could become tameh. So it comes out that according to Rabbi Yochanan Membruka, it's uh, three quarters of an egg, and Rabbi Shimon holds it's an egg. Okay, the way to figure that out is because according to Rabbi Yochanan and Bruka, 
a kikar is a quarter of a kav. And a quarter of a kav is six eggs, because every, every kav is 24 eggs. So a quarter of a kav is six eggs. And according to, that, according to this, when you say half a kikar, right, that's a third of an egg. That's three eggs. And half of that is an egg and a half. That's the sure. An egg and a half is the, that makes a person pasul. And, and an eighth of that comes out to three quarters of an egg. Okay? That's according to him. And Rabbi Shimon will say that the Mishnah is talking about a kikar, which is a third of a kav, which is a third of a kav, we said, is eight eggs. Now, uh, uh, half of that is four eggs. Half, uh, uh, half of that is two eggs, and half of that is, is one egg. Beautiful. Now, we have a question. If the bright is mentioning this extra half, because remember, we started off with the top shiur is the shiur of a full bread, or a third, a full bread, or a th- um, two-thirds of a bread, depending on which how how big the bread is, but a full bread for Eruvin. And it came, we, then we spoke about a half of that, a half of that, and a half of that. But why did we talk about the half of uh, the the half of that, which was an eighth? Says the Gemara, Mishum shavu because the two shiurim are not the two shiurim are not exactly equal. When we had the kikar, we had a law with the kikar, or a half a kikar, or a quarter of a kikar. Those laws were exactly a quarter, exactly half. Here, the shi'ur is of, of tumat ochlim is not exactly an eighth. It's a little more or a little less. How do we know? Titania, we learned in a brighta, kama shi'ur chatsi paras, shte betzim, chaser kamia, divre, rabbi yuda, rabbi si omer, shte betzim shohakot, how much is the shiur of half of paris? So they say it's either two betim missing a little bit, according to Buda, and we also say it's two betim a little bit more than that. She'er Rebbe, and Rebbe also had a shiur of shte betim ve'od, a little more. Ve'kame ve'od, how much more is ve'od? Echad me'esim ve'betza. So we see that since it's not exact, therefore... The Mishnah didn't quote it, even though it was in this brighter. The ilu gavik tumat ochlin tanya. Rabbi Natan Rabbi Dosa Omer kibetsa shamu kamoa vikikilupa. It's with it with its with its kilupa with its peel. Chalamim kamoa belokiba. Chalamim say without the peel. So we see that everyone agrees. That it's not exactly half of the siu, uh, half of the shiur. Why? It's kabetza with the peel, exactly. And that's not exactly half of the shiur before, because over there the half of the shiur was besa missing a little bit, so it won't be exactly half. And therefore, since the numbers aren't exactly an eighth of a, of a quarter, we left it out. According to the Hamim, it's a betza and a half with a little extra. The Hamim is Yochanan Membruka. 
Pshita, of course. We know that already from before, from Chista before. So Hakot Atalashmina. We're coming to teach you that we, the way you could measure is with a a little bit more than a kabitzah. And that's the chidush that we're coming to tell you. Now we're going to discuss how many bitzim there is in a sa'ah. Kiatr of Dimi. When Dimi came, Amar, she get Bonis. There's a guy called Bonis, the Rebbe. He sent Rebbe Modia de Kundis, a sa'ah called Kundis. Dimin Nansa, which from the city of Nansa. Vishura Rebbe Matan Vesheva Bein. And Rebbe figured out that the Shi'ur is going to be exactly, the Shi'ur is going to be 217 Betzah. So the Gemara wants to know, there's a few different uh, sets of Betzah, of Se'az. The, all these volume measurements have a few different sets. There is the one of Midbarit, there's the one of Yerushalmit, and there's the one of Siporit. The Midbarit is the smallest one. Then there's the Yerushalmit, which is the middle one. And then there's the Siporit, which is the biggest one. So, the Gemara wants to know, if it's the Midbarit, it doesn't work out, because it should be 144. If it's the Yerushalmit, it should be 173. And if it's the Siporit, Matayim Vashev, it should be 207. Havyan. And this one is more. The one we're talking about is 117. Really, it should be the Siporit one. And we're talking here about uh, the Shi'ur that was brought to Rebbe, the, the measurement that was brought to Rebbe was one that you included the Chala, that when you get take the Chala off it, it ends up to be exactly 217. So... That, I'm sorry, it was including really a sorry, really a sa'a is two oh seven. And they brought him two seventeen because they're taking off that much for chala. So Mara says, wait, Khalta Kamahava, Timni. This should only be eight. Akati Batsile. It should be still a little extra. Ella Odot Rather we're talking about the following. Meaning Meaning that we're adding this little extra size of the eggs, and that's why it ends up being bigger. If so, it should be much, much more. If you add a little on every every beta, it should be a lot more than than two hundred and seventeen. Mar says, Since this extra amount was not like a beta was less than a kabetzah, we ignored it. Yes, it would be more, but, but it wasn't that much more. Tanu Rabbanan, Se'ah Yerushalmit Shtut. A Se'ah Yerushalmit is bigger, one shitut, one sixth, over the Se'ah Midbarit. The Se'ah Midbarit was one sixth smaller than the Se'ah Yerushalmit. What else? And the of the Sipori one, it was bigger than Yerushalmit, also a sixth. A sixth on the outside, which is a, a fifth. 
it comes out that Tsiburit is bigger than the Midbarit by a third. You have two sixths, ends up is a one third bigger than the original one. Tsiburit bigger than Midbarit is one third. Where's this? Shlish Diman. It's a third of what? Ilema Shlish Dimidbarit, which means you take a third of the Midbarit and you add it to it, and then it ends up to be a Sipurit. Mechti, shlish mirit kamava. How much is a third of the midbarit when you had when you had one forty four one third of that is arba'in v'timnia. That's that's forty eight. V'ilu odva shitin v'tlat. But the difference between one forty four and two o seven is sixty three, and therefore it doesn't work. So what are you going to say? It's a third of the Yerushalmi is added to the Midbari to make it work. That's 58. Minus a, minus a third. But the real difference is supposed to be 63. So we want to add the Tzipuri. How much is a third of the Tzipuri? It's 69. Either way, it's not working. None of them are a third of them, none of them are 63, which is the real third. He's supposed to add. Rather, says, This is what it means to say. It's close to a, a third. And a third of it, which is 69. That's close to half of the Midbari because the Midbari is 144 and uh, 70 would be half of 140. So 69 is close to half of 144. And that's really what the Brighton meant to say. We didn't meant to say that it's exactly a third. We meant to say that a third is close to half of the Midbari. Matki for Ravina. Ravina asked the question Midi Karov, Karov Ketani? It doesn't say karov twice. You're adding the word karov that it's karov. It says karov once. You're adding that it was karov and then karov the mechsa midbarit. Elam Ravina hachi kamar nimtzet shlishet tziburi bevadait sherebi bevodit sherebi with the vodit of Rebbe will work out. Yitiral mechsa shel midbarit shlish betza. It's a third of a betza bigger. Then half of the Samadrit. So the Samadrit was 144. Half of that is 72. And a third of the 217 comes out to 72.32, which is basically a third of an egg bigger. And that's what we really meant to say. Now, we're now going to talk about Chala. Tanur Rabbanan, we're on the bottom of Peggy Molamoral. Tanur Rabbanan. Reshit Arisotechem, the Pasuk says you have to bring the first of your dose. Kedeh Arisotechem. That means it has to be like your, your, your dough. Kedeh Isotechem. Vekama Isotechem, how much is your dough? Kedeh Isatemdal, like the dough of Midbar. Vekama Isatemdal, how much would they, would they, how much dough would they lash in the Midbar when they were doing their man? Uh, they would do Dichtiv, Vahomer Asirita Efahi. They would collect an Omer every day, which is a tenth of an Efah. Every ifa is three se'ah. And every se'ah is six kav. 
and every kav is four lugin. So that means an efa is 72 lug. Beautiful. So asirita efa is seven lug and a seven lug plus a fifth. Because we're talking about a tenth of the 72 lug. From here we see that Shiva Ribeim Mikanamru, Shiva Ribeim Shel Kav, Kemach Veod, Chayevet Vechala. How much flour do you have to have? If you have seven of a Reva Kav, Veod, and a little more, which is like a fifth of the Luke, that's Chayev and Chala. Shuhu Shisha Shel Yerushamit, which is six quarter Lukes of a Yerushalmit. Shen Chamisha Rebaim, which is five quarter luk, shall see Pori. From there we learn, from the fact that this was how much Hashem sent down in Shemaim, we're also seeing a new thing. Besides from being the right number, how much you need to separate Chala, we could also learn that if you eat this amount, which is a Sedite uh, every day of food, that is a healthy amount to have. Yet, can if you eat more than this, and you're eating too much. eating too little, you'll be too weak. Says the Mishnah. Brand new Mishnah. If you have a Chatser and a Mepeset, and the people of the Chatser and the people of Mepeset, uh, Mepeset is a porch and a Chatser is a courtyard. Technically, they could be they have their own eruvs, but they should be making eruv all together. They didn't. Now the question is, what if you have an area that's not in the merpeset? They have their own eruv, but they don't have anything together. So these guys didn't make an eruv. So if you have a stand in the yard. We want to know, is the stand part of the Merpesa? And this way, the people of Merpesa could carry on to that stand. Or is the stand part of the Chatser? And we'll say that only the people of the Chatser could carry on to that stand. So Mar says, If it's Kol Shugavoa Satvachim, if it's Tentvachim Tol, the Merpesa, then we count the Merpesa. Pachomik, and if it's less than Tentvachim, the Chatser, then it's for the Chatser. Choliot Habor, if you have the stuff that was pulled out, the diggings that was pulled out of the bore, Vasela, or there's a, a sela on the board, Shem Gavom Asafim, which is Tentvachim Tol, same law. The Merpesa, that belongs to the Merpesa because that's higher, and the Merpesa people should use it. Pachot Mikanim is less than Tentvachim, the Chatser, the Chatser people should use it. But remember, I mean, when do we say these words? Bismucha, if it's close to Merpesa, which means if you have something that's Tentvachim Tol, close to Merpesa, then you could put it with the Merpesa. Av Muflegger, but if it's far from the, from the Merpesa, since they can't walk right over to it, I feel even if it's tall, will belong to the chatzer because it's too far from the repressed anyway. What's called close? Anything that's not at least four tvachim across. Asking my pshita, of course, if it's easy to use, why not? It's obvious that if you have the following case.
if it's easy for both people in both chatzeres to use it, that's the same case as the chalon between two chatzerot. Okay. If it's hard for two chatzerot to use it, but these cases are all different possibilities where two chatzerot could use a particular area. So if it's easy for the both of them to use it, then it has the law of a chalon between two chatzerot. And in that case, of course, they'll both be asur on each other. Because if there's a chalon that opened the two, you have to either make a roof together or you can't carry because they're open. If both chatzers have to throw to get onto it, which means it's not easy to use for each one, then that's like a kotel in between the two chatzerot. And that would mean that they both have to make a their own eruvin separately because it's impossible to make one eruv together. What happens if it's lezebeshashul, What happens if they both, again, if they both could use, could use the area, let's say the area is in a ditch, and both sides, on both sides of the ditch, both chatserot and both sides of the ditch would need to uh, lower themselves into it, shilshul. Hainu that's the same law as a ditch in between two chatzers that we said before, that since it's hard to use either of them, they both have to make two eruvin. Let's say one of them is open to it and the other one have to throw to it. That would be the same law as Rabbi Rav Huna Nachman. That if you have a wall in between two chatzers, one side, we said before on Ayin Zayin, that if one side is ten tvachim off and the other side is equal, then we give, it, we give the wall to the side that's equal because it's easier for them to use it. Over here also, if one side is two peta, is easy, and the other part has to throw in, obviously belongs to the side that's a petach. If one, what do you do if one side could is easily to get in, the other side has to lower itself in? That's the case on Ayin Zayin of Rabbi Shazivi that we said when there was a ditch in between two chatzers and one one of them could walk right onto the it, it, its ground level for one side and the other side is ten tefachim high. We give it to the side that could walk walk right on it because it's much easier to use. What happens? If both sides have a hard time using it, one side it's too low for them, and they're going to have to lower themselves into it because they're so ho- so so high, and the other side it's still too high for them. It's ten tefachim above them, so either way it's a wall that goes halfway up. It's too low for one and it's too high for the other. My, what's the halacha? Which one gets to use it? Amar Rav Rav holds they both asur. Shmuel Shmuel holds you give it to the one that's lowering onto it, not not climbing onto it. Why? Because it's easy to lower, it's harder to, to throw up, to, to, or to climb up. We always give it to the one that's easier to handle. And therefore, that's the halakha in that case. Again, so we have Machloket, Rav, and Shmuel. In this case, Lezeb, Shmuel, Lezeb, Bezidika. Be'ezat Hashem, we're going to discuss proofs on it back and forth 
tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. We're now on the bottom, three, four lines from the bottom of Pei Gimel Morbet, Tanan. A proof to one of them.